Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Pittsburgh Ballet Theater School provides ballet education and training of the highest caliber that prepares students for professional careers in dance. The pre-professional division at PBT School provides a wide array of performance opportunities while focusing on the dancer as a whole person, nurturing them into creative and well-rounded professionals. The school welcomes dancers of all backgrounds, levels, and interests, and includes the opportunity for international student visas. Auditions for Pittsburgh Ballet Theater's pre-professional program will be held March 6th through the 11th. Pre-professional dancers will have the opportunity to work with incoming PBT director Adam McKinney starting this summer. For more information, visit pbt.org slash pbts slash auditions 2023. Welcome to Conversations on Dance. Before we get started, be sure to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite app to be automatically notified of new episodes when they go live. While you are there, please take a moment to leave us a review. Leaving a review takes just a second and goes a long way in helping us grow the podcast and supports us in this endeavor. We appreciate you joining us today. Now, let's get to the episode. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. On today's episode of Conversations on Dance, we are joined by dance theater of Harlem ballerina Amanda Smith. Amanda tells us about how her early extracurricular activities led to greater versatility, how her education at SUNY Purchase shaped her career, and the importance of persistence in achieving one's goals. Visit dancetheaterofharlem.org to see the company's tour dates to catch Amanda on stage this season at a theater near you. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're so excited to have you on and for uh, giving us your free time. It's your free day. So we really appreciate you um, coming on the podcast. And we always start um, with everyone just hearing a little bit about how you first became interested in ballet and dance generally. 
Yeah. So um, thank you again for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, this is such a great podcast. I think that everyone should listen. It's just, it's wonderful to mm-hmm. be able to talk about these things and dance, but um, yes. So, yeah. So I started dance when I was like three, like I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, as my mom and dad would say, I was a nonstop mover as a child. Like I was, in the grocery stores, putting on shows. Mm. I was in the doctor's office. I was always moving. And so not only did they put me in ballet, um, they had me in tennis. They had me in piano. They had me in swimming. I love to swim. Oh my gosh. Swimming was like another great love of mine. Mm. Um, But there was something about dance and ballet in particular that made me feel something in my blood. I don't know. Uh, it changed how I was like as a person. Um, so I would say I got really passionate when I met this teacher of mine. She was, um, she came to the studio at Brea dance center back cause I'm from California. Um, and this studio in Brea and she came and taught a class. I remember being like, Whoa, she's super intense. Like she's mm-hmm. okay. She's the real deal. Um, mm-hmm. And she also like, she came from DTH or she was, uh, she never actually danced in the company, but she believe she danced in the school for a bit or she was about to dance in the school. Um, and she like kind of took me under her wing and like, I don't know, she brought the passion out of me. I already had it within me, but you know, you always need that one person that's just going to help you get to where you need to go um, and right. bring that like light out of you. So she was that person. Her name was Cheris, Cheris Moses. Mm. And she's, yeah, she's incredible. And so she kind of helped bring that out of me. And then I just took it from there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious <laughs> hearing you talk about like these other things you were doing, tennis and swimming and piano. Did you immediately once you started dance kind of start to hone in on that and focus on that? Or were you doing these other things at the same time for a long time? I'm just curious, like how that all kind of worked together and maybe influenced your dancing. Yeah. um, It's crazy because I feel like I loved them all and not, not all the same, but like there, Mm. I got something out of each and every thing that I did. Um, And my dad always thought that I was like very athletic too. So like he even taught me like how to play baseball in the backyard. <laughs> like I did, uh, and I tell you, I did everything. I did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, because I was able to just kind of transition to different things all the time. It eventually, I feel like transitioned into my dance career and how I'm able to be versatile and how I'm able to mm-hmm. go from one thing to the next from contemporary to classical to neoclassical like I feel like I'm able to do that and I also was in um on the dance team in high school so yeah (laughs) so I so I got the hip-hop and the jazz and the every I did I did it all oh my god they were really trying to tire you out I can tell (laughs) your parents yes Mm. yes they were (laughs) so once that spark was kind of lit within you by this teacher um what were the next steps for your training or your career path? What did you see for yourself? Yeah. So that was like, I think it was middle school, um, going into high school, I started dancing with this ballet, uh, the studio, um, Anaheim ballet. And yeah. And I really started, I feel like that's when like ballet became my main focus. 
um, with my teachers, Larry and Sarma Rosenberg. And then I also had the dance team, which was, I kind of had the balance, the best of both worlds. I had like the jazz in the morning and the fun. And then I had ballet at night, like, you know, and then in between was home, was homework. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> It was homework. Somewhere in there was homework and all the other stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like there was, I had all, I had both the ballet and the, you know, the other stuff too, which kind of, again, helps me now to this day with being versatile and, and being able to change from one thing to the next. Yeah. And where did you go from high school? Like what was the next step? When did you decide I really need to like up my training and look at this in a different way, get a different experience? Yeah. So after high school, I went to college. I went, I studied at SUNY Purchase. Um, my parents were like, are very like analytical, logical people. They are computer analysts and an accountant. So they're like, uh, you're going to college. Like, what is this <laughs> going straight to a company? No, you're going to get your education, mm-hmm. which I am, you know, now when I teach at other places and teach master classes, I'm always like an advocate for going to college because I feel like it helps you grow before you're in a company. Cause when you're in a company, it's just a whole, I mean, it's a professional world and you're around right. adults and it's just a different, you know, experience. So it's, I think it's important to have those like four years under mm-hmm. your belt of being on your own and experiencing life by yourself and figuring it out. Um, at SUNY purchase, it was, I think it was good because they helped us to think, differently and think wide open. That was the motto at purchase. Um, yeah. And so I feel like it, they helped set me up for the professional world. Um, and then after SUNY purchase, I went to, um, I, I danced with Charlotte ballet. Um, I got a job with Charlotte ballets. Um, I want to hear a little bit about, um, your experience at SUNY, uh, like what your day to day was like, how, how did you, um, balance maintaining and advancing your technique and skill set um, while also doing like I'm sure many academic courses. Yeah, so I would start the day. I think it, I think my first class was at like eight a.m. I know on Wednesdays for a fact we started with point at eight a.m. and that was Ooh. really uh, that was something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Um, and then we would do, um, we would do, I had like a few um, like journalism, like communications classes, writing classes. Um, there was like required classes that you had to take, especially for freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then I took, I believe I still continued with Spanish, um, you know, learning a language also keeping that because I also was learning Spanish in high school. So I'm glad that I continued to do that. And then I was able to study abroad in Spain, which was uh, so cool through SUNY purchase. Yeah. Um, did you dance while you were there too? Like how was, how did that come into the fold there? Yeah. So it was a part of this international like dance festival in Madrid. Uh, yeah. And SUNY was able to, take a few of us um you know that wanted to go and and be a part of that program and we did we did four t's over there we did a nacho duato piece like and i got to do that at like eight 19 years old which was really awesome yeah um and originally i wanted to also major in journalism so i wanted to double major um Mm -hmm. but dance was so time consuming i like Mm -hmm 
because we would have almost like company schedule on top of the regular our regular classes basically mm-hmm. right yeah so it would be like writing and and all this other stuff education in the morning and then like dance all night long it was wow. it was purchased like this i believe it was the purchase dance company or whatever and then we would have like nutcracker and spring shows and fall shows kind of just like a regular like season wow and so when you got to a company where you're like wow this is super easy (laughs) 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 yes and no (laughs) like i was like okay this is but this is familiar um Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, I would say it was less work. I wasn't, like, writing papers at 3 a.m., you know, once I got into a right. company. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I think it was it was also great because by your senior year, you had to, to choreograph, um, and then you had to get your own, like, you had to find your own choreographer to create something on you. Um, I chose Helen Pickett to create a solo on me for my senior project, um, which was amazing. It was, like my first time working with her and she's just uh, mm-hmm. awesome, super intense, but also like really brings out the best in you. Um, mm-hmm. So I had her as my senior project choreographer for my solo. And then I created a piece. Um, mm-hmm. And my piece actually was a mixture of Broadway and ballet. <laughs> I kind of just tried to bring all of my favorite things into one mm-hmm. piece. And yeah, that was my senior project. Yeah. So- I actually this um, brings to mind my next question, which is, did you always know that you wanted to be in a ballet company? You know, you had this other background. You could have taken a different, still dance oriented, but a different path. Were, were you pretty dead set on still being in a ballet company? Yeah, definitely still wanted to do ballet. Like that just always came first for me. Like I could do all the other things, but like there was something about being in tights and point shoes and a tutu that would always just like, I don't know, just make my heart feel something different than everything else. So yeah, yeah, it was always. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ballet. <laughs> I wonder, um, you maybe already touched on this, so if you feel like you've already answered this for me, but I just I think it's really important just to kind of go back to talk about the way that so many people might see um, going to college as a waste of four years of your youth when you could be in a company. And so I wonder, since you are such an advocate for going to school um, before joining a company, what would you say to those people specifically about that and those those four years of maybe like being lost? Yeah, I um, 
I think it's also surrounding yourself with the right people once you're out when you're in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes time because that took me a while as well. Like my first year, I, you know, I experienced different kind of things. And then eventually you kind of find the, the people that are going to be there for you and um, are also going kind of through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at Purchase, the blessing with Purchase is there's so many people from all across the country and all over the world. So you're not just getting New Yorkers that have, you know, lived there. It's like people from, that are also from California or from Texas or from, you know, wherever. So you're all coming together and you're trying to figure it out. Um, so definitely like just surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, and talking to your your family as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really important thing. Um, I think talking to my mom and my dad on a, like a mostly regular basis when I was in school yeah. um, helped kind of keep me keep my head in line and, and doing the right thing. But yeah, it takes it definitely takes time. Like there was like my freshman year, I I remember I was staying up late for no reason. Like mm-hmm. I would stay up until. 3 a.m. just because I was like, I don't have my parents around. I could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. And then you realize, oh, I have class at 8 a.m. Why did I? Eventually you're like, oh, so, you know, you learn things about yourself <laughs> and, and you're like, wow. <laughs> That's, yeah, and it's true. And you're surrounded with people who are going through the same things as opposed to being in a company where there are people who've been dancing in the company for 20 years and, you know, like ha- have it all figured out already. So. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what made you um, interested in taking a job with Charlotte Ballet? Did you have other companies you were looking at or what drew you to Charlotte specifically? Yeah. So I had, I had other companies. I had I auditioned everywhere um, and I, including Dance Theater Parlum at the time. Um, mm-hmm. That was like my first time auditioning. And I remember I made it to the end of the audition with DTH Um and then like after that, like they were going in another direction. So I remember being really crushed at the time. Um, but North Carolina dance, the- North Carolina dance theater at the time. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. was with John Pierre and Patty McBride. Um, and they took me in and I remember going down there, like North Carolina, like, what do I do? Like what's around here? Like, you know, <laughs> I'd never been, um, but I fell in love with the company because not only did we do like balancing works, we did really awesome contemporary works. Um, and like, it was just wonderful. I started with the second company. Um, and then I, and then I was promoted after a, a year, I believe. Yeah. After a year and then was in the first company. Um, but yeah, there was something about North Carolina dance theater. They did it all. Like it was, an, it was a company that just does, does it all, you know, and like includes mm-hmm. everything in an equal, I feel like it's equally um, the same, like the neoclassical and the classical and the contemporary, it's all like right. a good amount. And I got to work with Dwight Roden and, and a bunch of other people. And it was really awesome. And as that being my first job too, like to have all that experience and to work with Patty McBride, like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, mm-hmm. icon, like, like <laughs> just incredible she is amazing um and doing like I remember she was coaching us on Western Symphony and we were doing the third movement that not a lot of people do anymore 
um, yeah. in the Western We did that city. at Miami City Ballet too. It's so, it's such a great little ditty. We I love, love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard though. I feel like I, I remember after like none of us could stand, like no. after, like after you go off, you're like, oh <laughs> my gosh, like your legs, it's so much jumping. Um, but that, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments and like, uh, Patty just like coaching us on how to just like have fun also on stage. Like she was just like ham it up. She always was like, you're such a ham, just be a ham. <laughs> and like, I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um, but yeah, being able to, to have that experience at, at, at Charlotte Valley was really, really, really something. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Hmm. At, at what point did you feel like you wanted to head back to New York City or what what did that next career path look like for you? Um so there was a moment I feel like and this happens in a lot of people's career where I just felt like I wasn't being pushed enough. Um and I needed something more, you know, I needed to I felt like I I I wanted to be at a certain level in my life and I feel like it wasn't getting there in that moment so I was like I'm going to go back to New York city and I'm going to freelance. And that's what I did. And that was pretty crazy. Um, Freelancing in New York city is just all hustle and bustle. (laughs) Um, But that's when I like kept auditioning for DTH too. I think I auditioned for DTH like four times before I finally joined the company. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was always like, it was a timing thing, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. She, you know, there were some times where it was like, I was too short or I was too tall or I was just, you know, and finally by 20, was it 27? Yeah. 2017 is when I joined. Um, but a few months before that, I remember my brother was graduating from college in Hawaii and I was in Hawaii and I remember Virginia Johnson sending me an email. Hey, are you in town? I would love for you to come audition. I'd love you for you to do some to do some rep. Um, and I'm like, I'm not in town, but I will be in town. And so I went back to New York. And so you know, Hawaii is like six hours behind New York. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then New York is like six hours. So I like I did rep, and I told her I was like, Virginia, I'm so sorry. I'm like super jet lag um (laughs) and she was like no worries like I just wanted to to see you know see you in some of our rep and then after that I was she hired she hired me so you know it's just always it's God's timing you you know I remember like my dad was like don't worry like it's coming just just be patient you know it's all about patience and life is life will work itself out so yeah yeah yeah. what were what was she what was Virginia kind of communicating with you during that time when you were trying to audition? My um, guess is she wasn't like, no, go away. It'll never happen. <laughs> like she clearly kind of must have had a little bit of a dialogue with you to make you feel like I need to keep pushing for this. Yeah, she definitely like, it was never discouraging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was always like, not right now kind of thing. Um, like we, you know, like I said, like there were some times where, um, like I just was, I was too small, like I was too short and they were looking mm-hmm. for somebody taller to fill a taller spot. And so things like that, it was just like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll continue and keep working and doing other things, doing other gigs. Um, but she never made me feel discouraged, which I really appreciated. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she always was like, keep coming back, come take class. Like, 
be around, uh-huh. be in the studio. Right. So that's what I did. I would come to class sometimes. And then I started, I became friends with a lot of the company members and I started doing gigs um, with like Devon and Stephanie and people in the company. So it was, you know, it was, it was definitely meant to be, but in my, you know, when you're in that moment of like the rejection, even if it's not discouraging, you're still like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll co- keep coming back. Um, you just have to keep, you just have to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What was that? How long were you freelancing before you got your job at DTH? Uh, about a year. Yeah. A full, a full year. I think like the year of 2016, um, going into 2017. Um, right. cause I had left North Carolina then. Yeah. yeah. How do you look back on that year? I know freelancing can be so hard. And now, now that, you know, you you know that you only had to do it that year. What do you what are your feelings on what that that life was like? Oh my goodness! Uh, every day I had to plan my life. I feel like I'm like okay, wake up at this time, go to the gym. Okay, email these five, seventeen, eighteen billion people. Um, <laughs> teach. I was teaching in like three different like places. I was teaching in Connecticut. And I was teaching in Long Island and then I was teaching in the Bronx in like within one day, like going from one place oh. to the next or two between. Yeah. It was right. that life. Like, you know, cause you have to make, I mean, you're in the city, you got to pay rent. So it's like, I'm going right. to, I have to teach and I have to make money somehow. Um, and then I danced with New York theater ballet um, for a bit for like a few months. Um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, I definitely, um, it was very different for me because their technique is chiquetti, mm-hmm. it's the chiquetti technique. So that was very foreign to me. I, I was like, <gasps> but it was great because it was a learning experience. And I always feel like it, it's good to get yourself um, involved in other techniques. So you just know, and you can teach and, and inspire the next generation and, and have that, you know, knowledge under your belt. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely did that. And it was a blessing that I did New York theater ballet because through New York theater ballet, I, I did, I was able to get, I did a gig with gap fit. And so then I, in 2016, I was in a gap fit ad like commercial. Yes. Yeah. With other dancers, like from all over the country. So it was like, it was wild. It was, it was really wild. It, it taught freelancing really taught me how to just to hustle. Mm-hmm. So then you get your dream job, you're in DTH. What, what's that first year in the company like for you? Oh my goodness. Just nonstop joy. I don't know. I was mm. so <laughs> excited, um, but also like nervous at the same time. I feel like just like, in, like anybody in a company, like especially your first year, you're like, I want to keep this job. So you're like super nervous every day in the studio. You want to do everything perfectly and you want to do everything right. Um, but it was also a big transition too, because we tour so much. Right. We travel, we travel a lot. So um, traveling all the time. And my first year, we literally went to Poland and Lithuania and Hungary. And so, I mean, and I love, I do love to travel, but like to travel and dance also, it just, and being in, in, in different like hotel rooms every other week and different theaters it just was it was that part was definitely a big adjustment yeah yeah right. I wonder yeah. um 
what has made you feel like, so you had your eye on DTH for so long, you finally are there. What has made you feel like, oh, this is home for me. Like this is where I belong. This is the company for me. Um, I think it's the fact that it goes back to like my roots, almost being versatile, like being like we have, we do everything Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and we do it like, I don't know, a choreographer comes in and they ask us to do something and we're like, yeah, okay, I'll flip and do a somersault and then land on point. Totally. (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> and then do fuetes from there. Like, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, again, it goes back to that and like being able to do everything. So the fact that this company, like not only do we do everything in one like show and in one performance will go from Allegro to Blake Works, Forsyth to mm-hmm. an Annabelle Lopez, a Joe piece, you know, it's like we also perform so much. I feel like there's no other company that performs and gets the opportunity to perform as much as we do. And I, I really, really, and that's like, you know, I always say the stage is like my second home. Mm-hmm. So it being able to be on the stage as much as we do is just such a wonderful, wonderful thing to have, in a, you know, in this mm-hmm. company and it's smaller. So everybody gets a chance to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was that the case, like right from the beginning when you joined the company, where you just doing these ballets like Allegro and Forsyth stuff, like right away, or did you have to kind of ramp up? I had to ramp up. <laughs> it took it took us <laughs> it took a second for before I got to do all these things. Um, but mm-hmm. in the beginning, I still, I mean, I was still performing, even if it was one ballet a night. Um, I still was dancing more than I thought I would be dancing. Definitely more than Charlotte and and, and other companies. Like I was still on the stage doing something, even if it literally was the last ballet of the evening, I was still dancing Mm -hmm. um, quite, quite a bit. Um, And now I'm in um, like triple bills is just kind of a norm. (laughs) Yeah. Truly the dream, the triple bills, even though they're hard as heck. It's just like, especially if you love performing, it's just you're out there all the time, right? You are. I mean, it's it is it is the dream, but also it's like by the end of the night, you're like, I don't know how my legs are still attached sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So what were some of your first big opportunities that you feel like helped you like make your own mark in the company? Um, I would, uh, I would say it was Darrell, uh, Grand Moultrie's piece, Harlem on my mind. Um, he created a brand new piece on us my first year. Um, and I got to do the do, du- I did this duet actually at band 2021. I think it was right before or right after the pandemic or whatever. Um, and he created this piece on or this duet on me and Devon. And I literally come out snapping my fingers like I'm in heart like in Harlem and <laughs> come out with this like very fast like Tyler Peck um quick feet uh solo and I feel like that is kind of where people were like oh okay Amanda can move fast and she has this you know she can turn she can do different things but like <laughs> um and so I feel like that kind of started my my path I feel like at DTH mm-hmm. I'm just getting the opportunity to have a solo my first year was pretty 
amazing. Um, cause like a lot of people can't say like, Oh, my first year I got a solo fully created on me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I really, I was so grateful to that. Like, um, starting my, like my first year in the company with that. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And then, you know, it, it was just awesome because that was like the main thing I would perform. So I really got to like fine tune, tune that, especially my first year. Um, but yeah, I would say it was Harlem on my mind by Darrell Graham Moultrie creating that duet on Devon and I, and having that solo, Mm -hmm. um, was something, something very special that started, I feel like started it all. You mentioned Allegro Brilliant, which, um, by Balanchine, which we absolutely love, like name a better ballet. Sometimes I think you can't, right. I mean, it's just so good. And whenever I see, um, videos from DTH (laughs) of you guys doing it, like if I'm scrolling, I'm stopping, I'm watching it a few times. Like I just, (laughs) I love it. And so I wonder too, working with Virginia Johnson and her connection to, you know, DTH's legacy, Balanchine legacy, how, how does she coach you guys in that ballet and what, what does that process look like in the studio? Yeah. So for, with Virginia, I feel like, especially for like the principal um, part, she's always like, especially for that moment in the beginning where it's the guy and the lady and we have this moment where in Tondu back and the arm is forward. It's like, where are you looking? It's always the gaze. And she's mm-hmm. always like, she makes you think about things a little bit differently. Like, of course it's about the footwork and make sure you're making fifth every time you do that, those pirouettes from fifth. But it's also <laughs> like, what, where, what are you thinking, you know, about when you're doing the piece and, um, what is your, again, like I said, just what your, what your gaze and your connection with your partner and how important that is um, and where you're looking. And, and every time you make a step like the step you articulate through the foot and, and yeah, so I think it's important because I think also Virginia was such a beautiful actress too. So mm-hmm. anytime she says anything about that, it's just like, yes, yes, whatever you say, like, okay, what am I thinking about? Like, what is this? Like, what does this Tommy back mean? You know? So um, yeah, she makes you think differently about the steps. Mm-hmm. Where you're looking is so important, right? I mean, it's like something that's not always discussed. I feel for some reason, there's such a tendency to focus on the steps and the technique, especially in a ballet that's so technical, but the audience won't always appreciate a perfect, perfect this or that, right? A perfect fifth position, but they will appreciate that gaze and and the artistry behind it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I will say that fifth position at the, especially at the end, the pirouettes from fifth mm-hmm. with the guy, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, you're so tired at that moment, but she's like, just shift over your weight, just shift over to the left, just a little bit more. <laughs> and that's it, all it is. It just, and then she, and then I feel like she has a great eye. Um, like she knows when some, she's like, something went wrong. I don't know what it was, but something went wrong. And you're like, yes, I did not do the step right. Or like, <laughs> you know, like it's she, uh-huh. she knows something. She may not know what it is, but she'll be like, something happened. You know, something. Ha-. And she'll be like, you know, something happened there. And you're like, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Virginia is uh, retiring this year and, you know, she's really obviously she's such an integral part of the DTH legacy and she's helped, you know, revitalize the company. But I still see years and years ahead of the company just growing and continuing on this beautiful path. So I'd be curious to hear what you hope from in your career with the company in the next five or 10 years. 
yeah, I hope, I really hope that we continue to expand. Um, I would love for the company to go back to like how it was where we were like, um, well, I wasn't there, but 30 <laughs> to 40 dancers. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's important. It's great. Like I said, the performance opportunity is wonderful, but it, th there is a little bit of wear and tear that can happen. Um, also, you know, on like the downfall of having a smaller company because right. if one person goes down, it's like, okay, another, a, you're doing twice or three times the work that you would normally do. Mm -hmm. So right. I would love to see it just continue to grow and, and get bigger and expand and um, get, yeah. And just like keep growing and getting, I think we should get all the works, balancing works. I would love to see us do who cares. Yeah. Um, that's such a fun ballet that I would love to do the whole thing. Um, and just have enough people to do those big full length valleys also. Right. I would I would love. And then to get back Creole Giselle would be a dream. Yes. Really that just makes so dream. much sense. It's <laughs> such a, a part of the DTH legacy. And oh my God, those videos of Virginia in it, like the like the dance actress, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. the way she uses her eyes and face, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it. I would love for us to to have that um, within the next few years, if possible. I know it, it takes a lot, and it's gonna have like we're gonna definitely have to have obviously way more people. But if it's possible, mm -hmm. I just hope that we can we can definitely do that. It would be wonderful. Yeah. It's like a and that is a dream, like to to do Giselle like that. I feel like that's every ballerina's right. like goal. It's like okay, I did Giselle. Mm -hmm. now what you know what mm -hmm. i mean so um and i think the dance theater problem version is just so spectacular and so vibrant Absolutely. um but i feel like doing it now in 20 in the 2020s uh the 2023 2024 2025 whatever um it would just be that much more spectacular right absolutely well, thank you so much for your time. It was so lovely to chat with you. We really appreciate it. And we wish you all the best in the remainder of this season. Are you guys touring anywhere fun in the upcoming weeks, months? Um, yeah. So we're going to, uh, this week, we're going to Sarasota, Florida. Oh, come on down. <laughs> the way it's beautiful <laughs> here right now. <laughs> awesome. That's, That's good. Great to know um so we'll be there and we're doing actually i believe seven shows in sarasota wow like two shows a day um it's gonna be a crazy crazy uh week but uh, yeah. yeah so we have like seven shows in sarasota and then we go i'm i'm always like i i just show up a lot of the times I'm, yeah. I'm like okay look at the calendar <laughs> and i'm like okay where yeah. are we going tomorrow okay. and then yeah um <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we are going to Walnut Creek, California, and we're going to I Bellingham, Washington. That. That's so funny. You guys are going to, that's like where I grew up, that theater. You guys are going to the Lesher Center, and that's the theater that I performed like all my like school shows at when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that they're going to be there. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, what yeah. a small world. <laughs> no, it is really funny. And as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I do remember seeing that. So you'll enjoy yes. it. How, back in California, yeah, well, <laughs> not the yes, same back area. In <laughs> yeah, my we actually we performed there last year. Um, so we're just we're going back. They Come wanted back. us back, which is always awesome. great. Uh, um, and then yeah, we're going to Bellingham, Washington. Um, we're going to Canada, and we're going to Baltimore. Um, so just kind of 
all over the place. And then we have our New York season, April uh, 20th through the 23rd. Wonderful. Uh, well, I will not miss it this year. I was just, before we started <laughs> recording, I was, I was lamenting the fact that I I always seem to miss your guys' season. I think I'm usually staging something or out of town, but this year I think I'm here. And I won't make the mistake of missing you in something as beautiful as your Odalisque variation that we always <laughs> rave about on the podcast. So um, I will see you on that stage. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Amanda. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 